there, everybody. Welcome to a special episode of Fresh Out the Podcast. The only podcast with me, John Anon, the board game guru and game master extraordinaire. It's me. It's me, Casualty CDG. And I am the co-host of Carly Ray Jepsum Salt, the only Carly Ray Jepsen podcast on the internet. <laughs> I am I am the media and movie mastermind, the funhouse Drew Munhausen. And boy, if only people could hear the conversations that we have off air before the show and know the context for your joke that I'm not gonna explain. Just so great. Um yeah, we're here for a special bonus episode of Fresh Out the Podcast. Um, because yesterday there was a big Microsoft Bethesda showcase uh, for all of their upcoming games. And, um, you know, there were a lot of announcements and we knew there were going to be. And so we thought it'd be good to just kind of go through some of the things that we are excited about. This was a pretty lengthy show. It was a little over 90 minutes. I think it was like a, like an hour and 35 minutes or something like that. Right around, yeah. And before, before we get into a bunch of individual announcements or, you know, whatever, I want to know just what you guys thought of the actual show itself, the, the presentation, the look of it, the length, all that. You know, give me some, some general thoughts. Uh, yeah. You know, presentation. You can include in that if you liked it or not. Presentation <laughs> was pretty good. It looks like they've learned a lot from Nintendo directs. Uh, it was pretty similar. Uh, they they even tried to get a noise, you know, like how the yeah they have the shik for the the Nintendo Switch. They tried to do that with like some dun dun noise. Um, I liked it. I thought it was pretty. It looked good. It was clean. It flowed well, uh, and it got the information out. I liked it. I liked it too. I thought it was pretty streamlined. Um, there was some games that I didn't care about, but there's going to be games I don't care about at every game show. Yeah, I liked the ninety-ish minute format, uh, and I probably could have gone for like another twenty, uh, but ninety-ish minutes felt about right. Honestly, uh, I just wish there had been some more stuff that I wanted and less stuff that other people wanted. But uh, other than that, I I missed the era of a game show when there was a crowd to cheer at a game and to applaud. Um, I missed that thing, that energy. But I liked it otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I liked it. I thought it was really clean. Actually, it kicked off going directly into a game demo of, of mm. Redfall. And, so, and, and I think it went straight from that to the next game. And for a second there, I thought, oh, shoot, they're not even going to have people talking between. There's not going to be voiceover. Like, it's just going to be game previews. But then they did have um, some various hosts or people up there introing their games, which I liked. I, I liked that they used the same stage throughout. So it had that um, very kind of cohesive, you know, look throughout. Mm. And I agree, the length was was good I, it it flowed they showed so many different things they never stayed on one thing for too long i will say for myself i think they they luckily put my expectations in check from the beginning when one of the experts got up there and said that this is specifically a look at everything that's coming within the next 12 months like these are games you can expect to be playing playing in the next year um, not like we're going to have more updates or whatever in the, in the next year. Like these games will all be in our hands in the next year. Um, so right then I knew, okay, I'm probably not going to see 
Fable, and I'm probably not going to see whatever uh, the initiative is working on. I think they're working on the new Perfect Dark game. I'm probably not going to see a new Gears of War game, because I just don't expect any of those to be out within the next year. It blows my mind that that Fable was announced almost four years ago, and there is nothing yet. Uh, I would really think there would be some screenshots, some trailers, some gameplay demos, but it is... Uh, I don't know if they scrapped the project and started over or what, but the the new Fable project has been very quiet. Yeah, I'm sure, you know, COVID and then possibly COVID delayed it enough for them to be like, hey, look at this new technology, let's start over, blah, blah, blah. And it's Playground Games that's been working on that now, so uh, who they do the Forza Horizon, Horizon games, so they did just have... Uh, the most recent Forza Horizon just came out, I think, last fall. So it hasn't even been a year since that game. So I think they were really doing early pre-production work on Fable during Forza. And then that Forza came out. So now they've been actually, I'm sure, working on it. But there's no way that game's coming out before. Yeah. it. With it not being even touched on within the next year, I bet that's a 2024 game. Probably. Probably. Yeah, at earliest. That's exactly what I was going to say. You're exactly right. I, I'm really excited about the, the 12-month format, too, because, like like you said, like these, I'm going to be playing these and like all year. Some of them are coming out soon. Some of them are coming out a few months from now. You can kind of see almost the timeline of what you're going to be doing for the next year, so that's cool. And it's, there's, it's, a, you know, if they showed more Elder Scrolls Six, we would be just as in the dark about it now as we would if they yeah. would have shown another trailer it doesn't matter if you tell us it's coming because we all already know so i like i agree with you guys i like that they uh, focused on games that are going to be in our hands sooner than later yeah i have to appreciate them being realistic with it because as much as in my head i think i wanted that in one more thing you know or here's this big announcement that's just going to blow your socks off even if it's for a game that's not coming out for three years like you kind of want that in these conferences, but then at the same time, you know, the whole online community is just going to be complaining about why are you showing this thing that doesn't yeah. even come out for three years? So I get it. So they, I, I understand them having the restraint and that's probably a good thing to have because as we know, game companies for years have not had any restraint. They tell you about stuff way far in advance. Um, Nintendo's really good about telling you not announcing stuff until it's right around the corner with the exception of, of, Zelda games with Breath of the Wild. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm really happy that they... No empty promises. You know, they're not empty promises. Right. I feel like I can trust these. Uh, the only well, exception so you... to the, the timeline thing, I think, is the... Unless it's coming out in the next 12 months, is the Haido Kojima announcement. Because uh, it sounded like he just signed up. But that's... I'm fine hearing about that in advance. I think that was kind of their their sneak sneaky, you know big announcement that's really far off but yeah having hideo kojima on an xbox show crazy or a microsoft show is a big deal it's like a for gaming yeah. <laughs> and i uh happened to sneak over into the uh, ps5 reddit comments about that announcement and there were a lot of unhappy campers and interesting <laughs> folks there's even there's even petitions that have have come out of like change.org people wanting this game canceled because it's Hideo Kojima turning on his country and <laughs> and fans yeah. and all this stuff so that just goes to show you how divided these the console war can be with people it's it so pretty silly. intense 
pretty intense. It's insane. It's insane. Yeah. One of my um, hobbies is to go to the games that are coming out soon on Xbox Game Store because I don't like to follow games for two or three years that keep getting delayed and delayed and delayed. It it just makes me, I don't want to say sick to my stomach because that's too far, but it annoys the ever-living crap out of me to be like, two months, I can't wait two months, and they push it back another six or another eight. Uh, nothing makes me less interested in following a game than it getting delayed and delayed. So it's another reason I loved that this was a show of here's what's coming out within the year. Because the chances of these things getting delayed and delayed and delayed, I would say, is really low. Now, some of these titles will probably get pushed back. Um, and I hope that they do if they need to. You know, I hope they get the time they need to breathe. Um We'll see. I, they, I like they got ahead of that too. I think to their to their credit, because Starfield was originally announced to come out in November of this year, and I think Redfall was originally announced to be a 2022 game as well. And they actually came out within the past couple of weeks and said that those games were delayed into early 2023. So at least that didn't come as a surprise or a downer during the show. They had gotten ahead of it with that. But for sure, when they said this is going to be stuff on the next year, it ve- became very apparent apparent to me early on that, okay, Starfield is going to be the star of this show. That's It's going to be the main yeah. event, is we're going to finally get to see Starfield. Um, and we did. We did. They opened with Redfall, which I hadn't heard of Redfall. I hadn't seen Redfall. And as I was seeing this trailer, I was immediately texting Jahan, was like, you want to kill vampires with me in 2023? (laughs) Come on board for a four-player cooperative vampire-slaying good time. Uh, That's what we're looking at with Redfall. Yeah, Redfall, they they started off with a gameplay trailer. They really got into it. Uh, You know, they introduced all the characters. There are four asymmetric characters. None of them have the same powers. Uh, which is cool. So it's very different from Left 4 Dead in that way. The other way is that we're fighting vampires versus zombies. Uh, <clears throat> it looks really fun. It looks like uh, it looks like what we wanted uh, Back for Blood to be. You know, a real fun uh, four-player co-op uh, romp through hell. And yeah, it looks like sometimes you're sneaking around nice and quiet in a spooky, dark room filled with blood and claw marks, and then a vampire will come flying or floating at you off the wall in a twisted, creepy motion and try to murder you. And while you're not in horrifying, dark buildings that are just giving you nightmares, you're outside in the streets where there appear to be, like, familiars for the vampires, humans, mm-hmm. yeah. in armor, with guns, ready to go. The sun is blocked out in this setting, so vampires can be out during the day. Um, I, I was really interested in Redfall. Four-player co-op, different classes. It's got me and Jahan written all over it. We'll be killing vampires we in will the be first playing. quarter of 23. And this is the first time, this is the first game they showed, and... The first of many that at the end of it, they were like, coming to Game Pass, day one. Uh, so this will be free to play, day one. What character are you excited for, Gary? Any of them strike your fancy? So I saw somebody slam a staff into the ground, and then light shot out of the staff and turned vampires into stone. I was Just also like, interested. Just like, boom! He's... A cone of stone vampires. Yeah, that's the Cryptid Hunter. Uh, he has a lot of cool gadgets. Then there is the Telepath, 
uh, or the tele the telekinetic, uh, who's the the woman that starts it off with the purple energy blast. There's the engineer that has a drone, and then there's the sniper that can camouflage. Uh, you know, engineer with drone and cryptid hunter are probably the two that are calling to me. Probably the telekinetic and the sniper and the cryptid. I mean, I want to play all of them. I think I, I liked all of them. I was pretty happy. What about you, Drew? That game strike your fancy at all? It it did. For different reasons than y'all. Like, I knew this would be up your alleys because I know you guys are really big fans of Left 4 Dead and Back 4 Blood, like you said, like those style of games. So I knew this would be up your alley. It's a four-player co-op game, but instead of zombies, it's vampires. The thing that's interesting to me is that this game's made by Arcane, um, who Arcane made uh, the Dishonored games, yeah. which are games that I really enjoy. And those kind of provide, you know, each level is like an open sandbox with different ways to go about it and and with a mission to accomplish. So I'm kind of hoping that a little bit of Dishonored is implemented into this game that, yes, it's a it's a four player co-op game. But like, I'm hoping that there are some additional objectives or storytelling because the Dishonored world is very detailed and there's a lot of stories that can be tell that can be told in the setting, you know, things you can find rooms that you can access, things like that. So I'm hoping that that's a little bit more in the game, more so than just like a linear yeah. path you follow where there's hordes of vampires. So I'm interested to see more in that way. And then plus, I think it's just kind of neat to there's so many games, no offense, Jahan, but there's so many games with zombies and there's less games where you're fighting vampires like this. Yeah. So vampires are very smart and just different. So even though you can make the comparison easily, I'm hoping that the combat with vampires will be it looks very different. different uh because like they they can like lunge at you from across the map they have powers and also they have familiars that have guns uh which is very different uh but yeah no I, it, you might be surprised to find out i like vampires almost just as much as i love zombies man <laughs> yeah so that was that kicked off the show and i thought that was a great way to kick off the show because that's a big game that people are excited for that we hadn't really seen much of yet because they did show a cinematic trailer for that one about a year ago, but that was it. We didn't really know what it was going to look like or how it was going to play. And so I think showing that fresh, you know, right off the bat and, and letting us know that not, not only to see what this game looks like, but show like this is a fully formed game. Like this is really going to be something we get to play soon. So going along with that theme. Yeah. Um, let's see, we can, so I'll also say just because I wanted to say this up top, but like, obviously every game for the most part was introduced with either Xbox console exclusive or, you know, world premiere. And sometimes it would say console launch exclusive, which means that it's launching on Xbox first, but it won't be totally exclusive to that to the console yeah. forever. And then I'll have more, a majority of these trailers, I'd say probably 80 to 90% ended with available day one on game pass. Did either of you almost get tired of the console launch premiere day one in game pass? I'm like, okay, I get it. Like Honestly, I see the end of these trailers have the game pass badge. Like I can see that I don't need an additional graphic that slams down to shove it in my face. Like, it, don't get it. me wrong. I'm excited for things on game pass, but I was like, Oh my gosh. Honestly, every time that they showed that, it was like Christmas, man. I was like, I was like, a free game. I get to play. Even if it's like, even like I wouldn't normally buy some of these because like it might not be exactly my thing or I, I'd be worried I wouldn't play it enough. But if they're free, 
I'll give them a shot, and I might really like them, and I'm excited. It, it was like Christmas like a hundred times, man. It was super dope for me. Well, I won't say I got sick of the coming to Game Pass splash, but I did actively notice it over and over and over to the point where I was like in my head, I thought, I don't know if this is coming up before the game it's going to show or <laughs> after the game that it just showed. Right, right. I totally understand what you mean. Um, okay, well, yeah, so Redfall, and then they showed a little trailer for the new Hollow Knight, which is a, like, a 2D platformer game. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know you're shaking your head, not your style, but Hollow Knight's actually very well-received and, and highly stylized, uh, very fun. I've played a little bit, too. Good boss battles. Uh, and yeah, I'll probably check this out. Free on Game Pass. Why wouldn't I? Right, and it's, it's multi-platform, but on game pass day one. So it's like, you know where I'll be playing it. Um, they showed a game from the creators of Rick and Morty, mm-hmm. uh, called high on life that had talking guns that totally looked kind of like a fun trip. Uh, so you know. it gave me big, uh, outworld. Uh, what was that game? You know what I'm talking about? Outward vibe where, uh, stranger, he had the gun with like the critters you could put on it. Oddworld Stranger's Wrath. Yeah, I loved that game. Yeah, it gave me some of those vibes. It's obviously much more adult. The graphics blew me away. Uh, it, I will play this and enjoy it very much. I'm a big Rick and Morty fan. Um, yeah, he made a game studio, Squanch Games, and they've been putting out some pretty interesting stuff. So, so it looked I've... fun and silly. I see on Kotaku that they're saying that they're over the Rick and Morty sense of humor and they're not interested in this game. Uh, I'm also over Rick and Morty, but I don't think that Rick and Morty is a sense of humor or a style of humor. It's a show. And <laughs> this this is not that show. So to be over that style of humor, I think, is a trash thing to write in your article. Uh, I think High on Life looks like a lot of fun. It's got a lot of silly voices. Uh, every gun you have is like a different stand-up comedian, it seems like, with a bunch of voice lines. So as you're going around blasting your gun, there's all of these hilarious voice lines to hear. Uh, you know, one of the things in a game that gets really grating is when your character says the same crap over and over and over. And it's sort of a thing that's lost to the 90s, where the characters had those quips that they would lash out all game. Uh, they're not as common these days, because they're annoying. Yeah. It's nice to see a game where you have all these different guns, different characters, and different voice lines that if you get bored of one, you could just switch guns and keep blasting and have more hilarious stuff. Uh, I think that High on Life looks like a lot of fun. Looks like a lot of fun. I was excited for the gun uh, where like you launch its children. And the gun was like, it's okay, we can make more. And like, it was like, it was like, do I have to like inseminate my gun? Like, this is weird. Uh, but it was a good kind of weird. There were some people on Reddit that were just talking about how the voices of the guns, because they said they, you know, you get fans on here that are adamant, but one person, you know, swears by the fact that one of them sounded like Tim Robinson, who's the famous comedian who's got the show on Netflix, and also JB Smoove sounded like one, which I thought one sounded <laughs> like him as well. So it sounds like we are going to get some actual known comedians to voice these guns, which I think makes it that much more fun it makes I sense agree. because it is a game company owned by a voice acting comedian so it would make sense that he would be able to pull uh from that pool very well i'm excited for this one like big time this one that, that was an, a completely unexpected uh game not, 
and I also don't care about first person single player campaign shooting games. Uh, there's not a lot to draw me into that genre. If I'm playing first person shooter, it's going to be with friends. I don't want to play it by myself. That's how but I high on high on life sort of seems like a, an exception I might make for some of the comedy that this game looks like it's going to hold. Yeah, I avoid those single player shooters like uh, like Doom and that kind of stuff. Not not really my bag. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Those look as funny. much as I love a shooter, exactly. For the types this... of game, those are the first person shooters I love to play. The Doom games rule. The new ones, especially, are super fun. So yeah, but I'm glad that we can meet in the middle and agree that we're all going to play this one. Mm. Yes. So following this, they had uh, somebody from Riot Games came up and and the made president. the president. That... That, uh, yeah, there you go. I should probably should have that in front of me. But um, basically, the all the League of Legends, or excuse me, all the Riot games, League of Legends, League of Legends Wild Rift, Legends of Runeterra, Team Fight Tactics, and Valorant are all coming to Game Pass um, in some form or another. I think a lot of these are free-to-play games anyway, but the, the all benefit... All of them, I believe. The benefit here is that by coming to Game Pass... You're getting all of these, you know, a lot of these games have characters or heroes that you unlock either by in-game currency that you can grind out or by just paying money for. And but, I saw a stat that said to buy every hero on League of Legends cost nearly $650 now. And by coming to Game Pass, all all heroes will be available to Game Pass subscribers. But so it seems like good value. It is only Game Pass for PC. It is not going to be for console there's been speculation for almost two years now that Wild Rift would be popping up on console. Um, and Team Fight Tactics is also literally a phone game. Yes. So I am surprised that, that those have not been ported over, approved, and weren't part of that announcement. That's what I was going to mention. Could... A lot of these are on the phone, and they still get the benefit uh, from the Game Pass. So that's very cool. I thought for sure when they were announcing this that, that part of the announcement was that League was coming yeah. to xbox and i was i started to get kind of stoked for it because i'm like man all my friends played league for like 10 years it seemed like and uh i played a little bit but it was a pc game and i didn't have a good pc i'm like but if it comes to xbox and they're playing i might jump into a game or two and i so i was a little disappointed to see everything was either for pc or mobile like i'm relieved said. because if it comes to xbox that's the end of me being productive <laughs> that's it it's done it's over yeah so the, the 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 full announcement was uh league of legends wild rift uh and valorant all champions unlocked on all three of those games and then i believe for legends of Ruterra you get some card unlocks not all uh and then team fight tactics some kind of bonus i wasn't sure oh it unlocked some like chibi hero mode or something all um, the heroes are are pretty chibi in that game okay um so, yeah, you just get, like, all the little chibi guys, basically. You get more avatars to make run around and pick up heroes. It's nothing, uh, nothing huge. Yeah. That was pretty, so I mean, that, that was, that was, that was a big gauntlet to throw, in my opinion, by Microsoft. Oh, I, was... yeah, for sure. I mean, that's, that's huge. There are PC players that have probably been playing League for years and will switch over or do whatever they need to do to play on Game Pass to have all of those here are champions unlocked, yeah. you know, or people that maybe put off league because they didn't want to put real money into it. Now, if they're already subscribing to game pass, why not give it a try? 
I think that it's way too little too late. You're putting a free game on a subscription service, and it's a free game that's been out for, like you said, over a decade. Um, seeing this come to a different console would have been big news, but this is not big news to me. This is bad news. Uh, it's not anything news. It's it's kind of like now you can pay a subscription to play this free game. Uh, that's not great. I would have loved to have seen it come to console. I'm sure we will still get Wild Rift someday. Uh, I but so. I've been saying that now for for what seems like over a year. I just can't believe it hasn't happened yet. I hope so. Following this, they showed a uh, trailer for A Plague Tale Requiem, which I assume is something that neither of you are that interested in. But I played the first A Plague's Tale and really enjoyed it, so I'm actually really looking forward to this game. It looks pretty fun, uh, and I wasn't interested in the first one. I just never got around to it. I might pick it up. but It's, it's a good kind of stealth action game, and there is, rats are a big plot point, and using light and puzzles to avoid rats, which doesn't sound very fun when you explain it that way, but I uh, actually really liked this game. So yeah, I'm if if this one, if they got a little bit bigger budget, can make a bigger game with a little bit more action or combat added in, I, I'm, I'm here for it. So I'm Speaking of Dishonored, that sounds like a game made by the Dishonored studio. <laughs> a game where you have to control light to stay out of the plague rats. Definitely can see those parallels. Uh, yeah, so I think that's coming out. I, th I think it said later on in 2022. I can't remember if they said 2022 or 2023, but I feel like it was this year. Uh, they announced a new Forza, and it looks like Forza, except better at being Forza than all the other Forzas before it. Yeah, uh, this is... Uh, more hitboxes, have... more paint scratched off, better environments, all that type of thing. Um there are new tire materials. You can put different conductive materials on your car for heat. Heat affects the track. It affects your traction. It's all the kind of stuff that people who have been playing racing simulators really wanted to see. Um, I like the Forza Horizon stuff more. That's the arcade version of Forza. Uh, the actual Forza Motorsports are very, very realistic to the point of, is it even a game? Are you even playing a game anymore? You're tuning up a car a lot of the time. It's for sure regarded at this point, even surpassing Gran Turismo on PlayStation as being the best racing simulator available now. And I mean, Forza has a hardcore dedicated fan base. I Yeah, I agree. I don't have much to say about this um, because yeah. I'm not. Like, it's not my genre, not but I did think that this looked visually amazing. And I think the thing that's relevant for fans of the franchise here is that we've had two Forza Horizon games since the last Forza Motorsport entry. For Forza Motorsport 7 came out in 2017. And then since then, we got Forza Horizon 4 in 2018 and then Forza Horizon 5 in 2021. So and the reason for that is big. because the Horizon games are so arcadey. They're so big and they're kind of easy and they're fun. But Motorsport is really focusing on, like I said, things like heat and weather and materials yeah. touching the track. So right. having to wait a few years for something like that is, I'm sure the racing simulator fans are... Uh, you know, super happy to see this coming. I I'm not gonna play it probably. I probably well, you won't say even that, but it. I will probably download it just to, because of an Xbox Game Pass Day One and just dabble in it. But I probably won't revisit it after that, knowing myself. <laughs> I can guarantee just I will not, not play thing. it. I only 
Like, I only enjoy, like, cartoony, goofy racing games. That's it. Like, Mario Kart and stuff. Don't like so the I'm realism. Gonna, I'm going to skip around here for a minute because the next announcement that I have on this list is where I kind of got into... into I got a little restless during this part in the show. Um, because we got Microsoft Flight Simulator 40th anniversary. So, like, just an expanded edition with... You know, Halo Infinite add-ons and some older planes and that kind of thing. And I'm like, it's fine. You know, I know that has its fans. And then we also got more content for Elder Scrolls Online and Fallout 76 and Forza Horizon 5 with the Hot Wheels expansion, which these are all like DLC packs or expansions for existing games. So, again, totally acknowledging that those games have their dedicated fan bases and these are big for those players that's just not me so i was shifting a little bit like okay i want um more new announcements so maybe that's my own greediness when it comes to this show if the uh, forza forza horizon 5 hot wheels stuff was free i know that it's dlc it is not free if it were free i would play that because that hot wheels dlc actually looks like a whole lot of fun um there are just orange tracks as far as the eye can see, like as far out to infinity uh, with loop-de-loops and big curves and a mix of modern cars with Hot Wheels cars. Uh, it really did look fun. Uh, it, and I've even does. heard that uh, the Hot Wheels racing game that came out last year, uh, 2021, I've heard that that one is a really great title. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this stuff looked good, but I think I was just so in my own head of wanting new, 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 like don't waste time on this. I want to see new, um, even though the stuff did look good. I mean, even with flight simulator, you know, some of the stuff looked cool, but I also knew in the back of my head, I'm not going to redownload all, you know, 120 gigs of Microsoft flight simulator to play (laughs) with the halo infinite Pelican. Like I'm good. Yeah. Which is funny because you can't even fly a Pelican in halo infinite. (laughs) but you can in the halo infinite expansion for microsoft flight simulator but the the next announcement though is one we'll probably have some words about because i was kind of gauging you guys on this before we were live um this was the announcement for overwatch 2 no one and (laughs) overwatch had a huge fan base Mm. and so overwatch 2 i know was announced a while back but i know there's been some controversy since i'm not part of that community so i don't know all the details all i do know is that they finally came out with this again it's out in october and it's free to play i know all about it i was a big overwatch guy i know about their community drama um a team from hong kong won the championship and then they said some anti-Chinese Republic stuff. So Blizzard took the trophy back from them and (laughs) undeclared them winners. Wow. Uh, Since then, Blizzard has restructured, fired a lot of people. They're being bought out. A lot of stuff's changing. Um, But this game, Overwatch 2, just besides the company drama that they've had and they kind of put a stain on the Overwatch name... They are literally adding one character out of, like, the almost 20 characters there are to play. Uh, this new game has one. One. Just one. We've seen. How many what maps? They showed. How many maps, Gary? They've added zero new maps. Yeah. And they've added a new PvE mode so that all of the players that have been playing this competitive MOBA uh, 
third person or first person shooter MOBA now that they uh, can go fight AI and they, you can go shoot computers. Yeah. Which is like a horrible update. It's a back step. They took teams from a six man team format down to a five man team format. So really there are less, less people. So now you're relying on one tank in your game. Uh, they didn't do any character balancing yet, so some of the tanks are like absolute trash because they were initially designed to be part of a two-tank system. Uh, there's a lot of really bad inherent game designs that are super flawed about this because they're taking a six-person game, streamlining it down to five, re-releasing the same game, only adding one hero, not adding new maps. It's just crap on top of crap on top of crap. Uh, not excited at all for Overwatch 2. Uh, they shouldn't have called it Overwatch 2. It should be Overwatch like 1.1 or 1.2. Um, I'm really unhappy with this product. I also liked the original Overwatch. I, I have nothing for this. I'm not excited at all. Move on to some other things that looked cooler. So the next announcement was just a CG trailer for a game called Aura History Untold. Mm -hmm. Looks like this is some sort of PC strategy game. Probably something Jahan will like. At first, it got me because it said turn-based strategy game, and I was thinking like a turn-based RPG, which I love, you know, in Final Fantasy style. I don't think that's the... This is going to be more of like your... Uh... It's like Sid Meier's kind of stuff. Exa like exactly. Uh, exactly. I was incredibly hyped for this one. I've been wondering what Gary thinks because me and Gary play Sid together all the time. Uh, I'm super psyched, but I'm also hesitant because of how crappy Humankind was. Uh, I think game. that yeah. cinematic trailers belong in the trash also. Yeah. True. Definitely. I guess they don't didn't have much to show. Uh, but, I mean, they put... I think they're still in a lot of development because, like, you could join their community, be part of the development process, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm excited, but I am skeptical. This is one, of, this is one of my biggest titles, this, this whole thing. Interesting. Interesting. There's, okay. Yeah, one of my topic sites here. Well, I'll just... We mentioned Elder Scrolls Online, High Isle, Fallout 76, The Pit, Forza Horizon 5, Hot Wheels, which, Gary, you mentioned the Hot Wheels looks cool. Any Anything from y'all for Elder Scrolls Online or Fallout 76? Nope. I'm just, yeah, so I, I actually... I played a ton of ESO. I played a pretty good amount of Fallout 76. I might would like to get back into Fallout 76 again. This new Pittsburgh update looks fine. Uh, all other updates look fine. The ESO, Elder Scrolls Online, I'm totally over it. Uh, it it's uh, it's not great. It's not great. No, I, mean, I played both of them, too, a lot. Uh, I really liked Fallout 76. Uh, if you pick it up again, I'll play it. Yeah, I could see myself I could see myself touching some more of this Fallout 76 stuff. Um, it's just uh, Fallout... Uh, I have a love-hate relationship with Fallout. I hate how alone you feel in the Fallout world. So Fallout 76 solves that for me by being co-op with people. Um, but if somebody's not online, then I don't want to play. Yeah. And if you're trying to play online games with somebody, you're both going to have to farm on your own. You have to play on your own. You have to raid on your own. And, and you know, you have to consistently play uh, an MMO on your own to stay at a competitive level. And I really wasn't feeling that with Fallout 76. Fair enough. Yeah, no, I, I might get back into it. I was born in Pittsburgh, so hey. Boom. Hey, there you go. Look at that. Then saw a, an, a again, another CG trailer for Arc 2. Uh, oh, my I know, God. 
This uh, ended with a shot of Vin Diesel's character riding on the back of a T-Rex that had armor on. And that was pretty much the peak of this trailer. With his family. <laughs> I do think he had Art. a daughter or a young, a young person with him, if I remember correctly. I don't like the games that play like Ark. Those kind of survival, nonstop, 24-7 games. Uh, you always need food. You always need water. You need to build your place. It's like Minecraft. People can rage you, you and you're offline. Yeah. yeah, it's like Minecraft, but you can't uh, actually affect the environment. So it's like a worse version of Minecraft, as far as I'm concerned. Um, and then the people who made Ark also made Atlas, which is a pirate version of the same thing that is total dog crap. It's got like a 1.8 stars out of five. Um, it's awful. And then, you know, I'm not, I don't care about another Ark. And Grounded was another title that popped up. And it's also an Ark style game. And I'm just, it's not, the game doesn't so, do it for me. I actually, so Ark 2, take it or leave it, whatever. Uh, Grounded, I actually got, I wasn't expecting to see, like, because it's been in pre-release this whole time, and I've played it a bunch. Uh, it When it, when they dropped that it was coming full out, when they showed that you could finally go inside the house, I was losing it, man. Like, like because I was watching it next to Jenny, and she was like, wow, you're really excited for this one, huh? And, like, I guess I got most excited for this game. Uh, the full story is available. I, I'm, I'm, I'm hyped. Annie and I were saying it was too little, too late. Uh, you had your game on game preview for two years before your game came out. Uh, and at this point, I, I'm just not interested. I'm not interested at all. Uh, I, they I'm really, I think they really beat the dead horse it. on that one. I barely pay, played it because it was in game preview and y'all know me as soon as I realize there's no achievements and stuff. I'm like, I'm waiting until full release and I'll play this. So I actually probably will jump back into this. Although from what I played when it was in game preview and I, I'm saying I played it like when it first dropped, um, they've added so much since then. It was not leaving me wanting to play more at yeah. that time. Now I will give it a chance. Um, so yeah, that's interesting to hear you um, that you were pumped for it, Jahan. I know I'm it very has pumped. Bagels, I noticed a couple things. Spiders in the trailer. One, there was more than four slots in the case, which I don't think there normally is. There might be more than yes, four characters. It now. looked like they added a character. I told Annie the same thing. Might be a new character. Uh, I noticed that you can go in the house, which was like really exciting for me. Which means you know new resources, new gear, new everything. And then also they very cleverly leaned a bike up to the shed that's been there. You used to have to like glitch your way up there, but now you can walk up there, which makes me think that you could probably go in the shed too. Uh, the only thing that would make this complete for me is if you could go across the street to the gas station. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm not gonna lie. They showed after this a trailer for Scorn, which is a, a game that's been announced before, but it's kind of a first-person, gross-looking, yeah. story-based yeah. game. Everything is made of, like, meat and stone or bone. Uh, right. Everything, like the doors, the weapons, the bad guys. If you just want to look at a bunch of meat all the time, this is the game for you. Scorn is a gore like, fest. starts off and you see somebody pulling out what looks to be their own ability cord of some sort like it's attached to their navel i don't know it was gross man I'll now probably that you mentioned that I, I t when we were watching it there were two different game trailers that started with a close-up severed human head and like zoomed out and i was like really like i would think the xbox show 
should be family friendly enough to watch with your whole family. I didn't plan on seeing a bunch of severed heads when I was trying to watch video game trailers. That kind of kind of got to me. I'm not going to lie. Lots of severed heads. Uh, Even the Redfall trailer had cursing in it in the gameplay deal. Like they had characters that cursed in the game. So I thought I thought the same. Like, I, you know, Amer- I know it tells you the game's rated M, but still. <laughs> American values are severed heads are fine as long as two guys don't <laughs> hold hands. Like that's 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 where they draw the line. So you know, what do you got next, Drew? We then saw an open world RPG called Flintlock: The Siege of Dawn, um, which I thought kind of looked cool, but this was the first time I'd heard of it. It was it was what would you say, Jahan? It's on my hype list. Yeah, it's the first time I'd heard of it. It looked dope. Yeah, I also thought it looked cool. A lot of like quick action against skeletons and monsters, and she had like a it was a female protagonist had a little fox creature companion, like a blue fox that it could use to jump and teleport from place to place. I don't know. This looked like the type of uh, action adventure game that I like, kind of a single player looking game. I could definitely get behind this kind of game. It kind of looked like I don't know Assassin's Creed meets like god of war ish like you know your your i mean your goal is apparently to go kill a god so uh and yeah you have your flintlock weapon so you have black powder you have an axe you have a magic fox it looks like a good time to me i thought sort of exactly what you guys said except i didn't like it <laughs> uh i thought it was a a pretty uninspiring uh main character who i don't know what her name is or her story and i don't think i care and i don't think she'll ever be a top 10 character of all time i think she's uninspired i think her having just some little blue wolf creature is also super uninspiring like oh it's a video game you gotta give them the magic pet if they don't have a cute little thing it's not a game uh and so it did to me it looked like a knockoff of assassin's creed and tomb raider and i think it'll be worse than both and it'll be one of those games that just gets forgotten uh, in time damn we will <laughs> see we'll see yeah. and then we got a new Minecraft game called Minecraft Legends. It's a Minecraft strategy game. It kind of reminded me of a Minecraft version of Dragon Quest Builders. Um, a little bit, But, yeah. I mean, it looked like Minecraft. It, it looked very similar to the aesthetic of... Um, what's the last one called? Minecraft, Minecraft Dungeons. Dungeons. Yep. Yeah, where it's kind of an over... You know a top-down view of your characters moving. It looked more like that, but with more crafting and building. That was and maybe even more of a crossover between the two. And it's funny you say that, because I thought um, when it popped up, I was like, oh, that must be a a big expansion for Minecraft Dungeons. They must be doing like a big like horde riding horses or horde attacking thing. I was like, that actually looks pretty cool. I might play Dungeons again. And then it popped up and said, it's a new Minecraft experience, Minecraft Legends. And I was like, okay, well, like Jahan was saying earlier, if it's free and it's already there, well, then I might as well download it and play it. Uh, I'm going to play Minecraft Legends and report back to you guys. There's not a doubt in my mind I'm going to play this game. Love Minecraft. Did not enjoy Dungeons very much. Uh, Minecraft Legends looks like, it kind of reminds me of Overlord. If you ever played that game where you like lead a bunch of minions to go like do stuff kind of like pikmin almost um it looks fun it looks cool and it looks like my exact like type of game but knowing that it's minecraft it's probably going to be like really easy 
you know, because it's for kids, and that's that's the only part that's going to get me. But I'll probably play it. Um, let's see. Next, we saw Lightyear Frontier, which was ding ding a... ding ding ding. This one oh. made me start clapping in my living room alone by myself. This um, is hilarious because this is where it shows how opposite we are. Because this is a <laughs> like a you have a mech robot on like a farm world, and it's a farming and crafting game. And I went. No, thank you. Not my thing. So it's hilarious. I love the co-op. the contrast here. This is what you're. Yeah, but it's also four player co op. You can build anywhere. Uh, you're not stuck to like certain building plots. You can upgrade your mech with different things like water guns and spear guns and uh, seed planting guns. You can change out your legs for wheels. You can like haul ass around the planet and get materials faster. Uh, and and this whole time, oh, and then they show like a lost dungeon, like this giant purple door of like, uh oh, what's behind the lost dungeon? So there's more to the game than that, also. Um, and it was at that lost dungeon part that I sat up and was like, damn, I might play this game if it was co-op. And no sooner did I think that than it zoomed out and showed the four mechs standing side by side. Uh, and at that point, you could tell that they had custom color patterns also because somebody was purple with yellow trim. Uh, and they looked way different than everybody else. So, yeah, I'm totally into uh, Front Lightyear Frontier. Uh, free four-player co-op looks kind of like um, looks like Slime Rancher and Animal Crossing had a baby, but that baby was a four-player co-op game. 100% Annie and I will be playing this. It sounds like Jahan said he's going to uh, give yeah. it a little toot toot also. Yeah, when I watched this, I was excited. I thought it looked cool. I was excited, but I was like, it kind of looks like a lot of other games. But like, and I don't think Gary will like it. Uh, but you do, so hey, I I'll probably wind up playing this. It's it looks like a lot of fun. It looks relaxing. It looks really pretty. What it doesn't look like is that it has a lot of replay value or longevity. I think I'll probably play Lightyear for three weeks, maybe a month or two. Right, but then I'm going to be ready to kill bugs or kill vampires or something again. Uh, this isn't going to be my favorite game of all time, but I think I'm going to like it. I think I'm going to have fun with it too, yeah. We we next saw a trailer for a game called Gunfire Reborn, which had a bunch of little, like, I guess, animated animals that are in first-person combat. It kind of reminded me of the art style of the old game Cell Damage, like this kind of cell-shaded looking action. Um, this game did not look very interesting to me. Almost like an Overwatch-esque clone, but with new creatures. Maybe I have, maybe I have it all wrong, but that's what it looked like to me. I'm sure I'll download it, play it for about an hour, and that'll be it. Uh, it didn't look that yeah. great to me. As far as multiplayer first-person shooters go, uh, I play them all. And with the champion shooters, I, I really have a soft spot for champion shooters where everybody has different abilities. I'll play this game, Gunfire Reborn. I don't think that it looks good at all, but I might be surprised. It might be a really fun time, depending on what the abilities are. Uh, You know, it looks like a fast-paced game, so at least there's that quick, colorful, action-packed. I just suspect it's going to be really bad, and I don't know why I suspect that. The the next couple games were total Drew games. One of these games I thought looked really cool, actually. One was the last case of Benedict Fox, which is kind of a 2D side-scroller Metroidvania. Um, they, I thought it looked really neat. Like It looked like really heavy story-based and had the character going into the past and into 
all kinds of different environments, um, but it looked fun to me. I don't know if y'all had any. It interest looked in. really cool. Uh, a lot of Metroidvanias go for the retro these days. Uh, this one went with the the good graphics, and that looked really. It, it looked good, uh, and it has. It seems like it has a cool story. It looks like it deals with like Elder God kind of stuff, like Cthulhu stuff, maybe. Uh, so it drew my interest, and I I'll definitely give it a play. It's gonna be free. Um, I have no interest in another side-scrolling platformer at this point in my life. Well, interesting, because that means that then you were interested in this next one, which is called As As Dusk Falls. So this um, one. And this is, this is a kind of psychological drama similar to what we're seeing out of, like, supermassive games, these kind of uh, cinematic-based story choice games. Um also, oh gosh, what's the company called that made uh, Telltale? They made a lot of the PlayStation games, like oh. Detroit Become Human, and mm. those those kinds of games. Um, so yeah, so this was a new one, but with a very unique art style, like kind of drawn comics that wasn't fully animated, but still looked cinematic enough to keep it interesting. And it, it looked like a lot of branching pathways in the stories. Which Gary, I know you liked Detroit Become Human a lot, so I know you do like these kinds of games. I love stories with branching pathways. And then, then, so I was already probably going to play this. Then it's coming to Game Pass. It's going to be free. Yes, I'm going to play it. And then at the last second, it mm-hmm. said it was one to eight players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can play what eight could, player co-op. What does that even mean? I don't how, know. Could, how can eight people play three characters in a narrative game? I believe, actually, they've had some games that are like this, and um, the way that it works is if, say, you have eight people on at one time, when it comes time to make a decision, you all choose, and then whatever has the majority of the votes, whatever the most people chose, is what ends up being the decision. That is so much less exciting than what I wanted. It is less exciting than what I wanted, but it makes sense, and it it seems... So, like, you guys, I don't think, did Bandersnatch on Netflix, right? That's correct. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We did that with my family. We voted on which thing to do, you know. uh, You're always... Sometimes you're really surprised by the choices people make. Now, and let me be clear. The game and the trailer did not explain how the eight players would be integrated. Yeah. So that's my guess. I might be completely wrong. Um, I also, I remember seeing that too, that it was up to eight players and I thought, oh wow, that's that's interesting. Very I'm really so, hoping uh, that the other players have some ability to affect other characters' decisions in your story that aren't the protagonist. Yeah, that's kind of what I was hoping too. We won't have to wait long. This one drops next month. I saw I that. Like that's coming up. And yeah, I, it's, I actually, July I pre-installed 19th. it. It's it's on Xbox to pre-install, and that's done already. I did as well. Um, the next game was called Naraka Blade Point. If I if I remember correctly, I think this one was a like a Last Man Standing kind of multiplayer game. Battle Royale. It is. It's up a, to seventy people in a game or something. It's a. Yes, it's like I think it's sixty people. It might be seventy, but yeah, it's a third-person battle royale um, fighting game where it's almost sort of like uh, an arcade fighter or Dynasty Warriors uh, samurai ninja type of fight thing going on with like powers and magic and stuff. Yeah, 
Naraka Blade Point has already been out for PC, and so this is the first time it's coming to console, and we're lucky enough as Xbox people to get it on Game Pass. It is already available to pre-install. It comes out June 23rd. Yeah. And so, so that's pre-installed for me as well. I'm ready to play that. I want to beat people up online as a samurai. I'll probably play it. Not a big yep. fan of Battle Royales in general, but who knows? Maybe this will be the one. I also don't like Battle Royales. Completely agree with you. PC and console crossplay. So yeah, it looks like they'll have plenty of player base. Yeah, and people on console are going to get their butts smashed in unless they turn off crossplay. <laughs> yeah, most likely. Um, we also saw a game called Pentiment. This was a, a narrative game from Obsidian that was kind of a 2D drawn looking deal. Uh, I like these kinds of games in general. I don't know about this one from what I saw, because even me, like when this is my type of genre and I'm sitting here going, I don't know if this looks that interesting. We'll, we'll see. I don't know. I don't know either. Uh, any thoughts on this one from either of you? I might give it a no. shot. I might actually give it a shot because it is free. Uh, I don't know. I I wasn't sure about. I think it was. Uh, it was a game where you're the king and like you play from the throne room and like yeah, that game was fun. That game was fun. I I wasn't sure it was going to be. This seems like it could have the potential. Uh, so maybe it'll surprise me. I kind of like the art style. It looks trippy. Let's see. We t- we talked about grounded. We did. And then there was a stealth game called Erebon Shadow Legacy. I'm trying to even remember what this one I, looked like. Oh, oh, this one actually looked kind of fun. It does look kind of fun, uh, but I felt the same way about this that Gary felt about Flintlock. I was like, I've seen this game before. <laughs> Nothing new. You can be Shadows. What about like Arakami 1 and 2, which are both on Game Pass, or like, you know, any other game? I don't know. It looked like. Just another, it, it, there's a lot of noise in this. Yep. Genre. I completely agree because when I saw it, uh, I said the same thing. I was like, this reminds me of Flintlock. This is another game that's just going to disappear into the sands of time. Yeah. All right. Well, then um, the next one was a big one because uh, we had Diablo 4. Yeah. And I think that. We didn't really talk about this with Overwatch as much, but I think this is kind of one of the weird elephant in the room kind of games because obviously this is a Blizzard game. We know that currently the Activision Blizzard sale to Microsoft is still pending, so they don't officially own them yet, but presumably will in the future. So while Diablo 4 was shown, this is still a multi-platform game, and there was notably no uh, coming to Game Pass or anything announcement on this. This is a standalone game that you would have to purchase at full price. As of now, I would assume that when the sale goes through, that this would be put on Game Pass. Yeah. But anyway, it's just worth noting, uh, I think the biggest thing here, to me... We, I mean, we saw a lot of gameplay for this one, and the most notable thing is all these games are supposed to come out within the next year. So that means that we're less than a year away from Diablo 4, um, which for me as a big Diablo fan is a big deal. When Diablo 3 launched, it still launched primarily on PC. So I played that on my PC and I never really got into the console version when it came out later. Yeah. Um, but this will be on consoles day one. So I'm really looking forward to playing Diablo 4. 
that's really all I got. It looked great, but it looked like more Diablo. So, I mean, that is where I will disagree. So I was a big Diablo two guy. Uh, and the expansion, played the crap out of it, grind, 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 got a bunch of high-level characters, ruined the genre for myself. Uh, Diablo 3 came out, and I felt like that about Diablo 3. I was like, this is just the same crap. Nothing's new. Boring. Cool. Online auction house. Boo. You know, I didn't really care. Uh, watching the Diablo 4 trailer, I was, because, like, I was not in at all. I did not want this game. I was like, who who cares? Diablo 4, who cares? Uh, but the new protag- uh, the new antagonist looks dope. Um, and the gameplay just looks very different because like one, they're saying open world, which is a huge departure from the go through the same path a hundred times, you know, on regular, uh, they were procedurally generated. Thank you very much. Yeah. But like, eh, like barely, uh, <laughs> That's how I feel about the open world when they say it, too, because they say open world and immediately I'm like, yeah, but is it really? Because you're going to have those same narrow mountain paths that lead you through a straight way and open back up to the next zone. Totally fair. Totally fair. Uh, I'm taking it with a grain of salt. But what really sold it for me was the boss battle they showed where that thing was like flinging that box around. I was like, that looks like a Dark Souls boss fight. So that was cool. You're right. There are these new world events and world rifts that when you're online, it'll pop up and be like, do you want to join the world event? Uh, And if you smack yes, what Jahan's talking about is there was like a boss fight one that was shown where there are like six or seven players fighting this giant demon who's popping in and out of portals. He's running around smashing people with this giant metal box on a chain. Yeah, that looked really cool. Looked that boss fight looked really cool. It kind of sold other it for than, me. Other than that, I have to agree with Drew. It does kind of look like a lot more of the same. Uh, they have some character customization now, which is nice. You can change your hair, change your uh, your skin color, probably your gender. I'm not sure. Um, but we'll see when that comes out. Yeah, I I'm def- not going to lie. I kind of, as it went on, stopped paying attention a little bit because I know for a fact I'm going to play this game. And so a part of me was like, the less I see, the better. Like, I want to be as fresh as I can for when this game actually comes out. So once I had seen enough, uh, but I did see, you know, of course, the big reveal was the Necromancer was the last class that was announced or that, that will be announced. Which so, I'm, um, a big, I'm a big fan of Necromancers. That's, I, I played it. Necro all the time. Same. In D2. I loved it in D2. Um, so, yeah. So, anyway, so that's Diablo 4. Also, uh, worth mentioning, Couch Co-op. Uh, just FYI. It's pretty cool. It does have Couch Co-op. Uh, one of the things I didn't like about that particular trailer is, like, the things that the production people were saying. Like, they were saying things that were really dumb. And they were just hoping that you were staring at the screen and not listening to their words. One of the things I I specifically remember them saying was, we have this thing where you go in and the camps will be taken over by monsters, and then after you defeat them, it'll become a working town. And I looked at Annie and I was like, that's every Diablo game. You always (laughs) go in and fight the place and then it turns into a town. That's not new. Uh, They did a lot of that throughout the trailer where I was like, that's not a new feature. That's not a new feature. You're not describing anything exciting. Uh, That kind of stuff kind of annoyed me more than the visuals. The visuals were cool. And that boss fight you're talking about looked real cool. Yeah. I'm hoping, yeah, boss fights make a game and that looks cool. Yes, sir. What's the matter, Drew? Don't want to talk about the next one? 
We had Sea of Thieves season seven. Was that was one of the worst game trailers I've ever seen in my life. That was such an annoying trailer, and it was a cinematic trailer on top of that. I haven't played Sea of Thieves in a long time. My big takeaway here was that you can customize your ship more and name it and customize your captain's room. Is that is that the big takeaway here? Yes. You can be a pirate captain. <laughs> be a pirate captain. <laughs> he sang a song. It had rhymes in it. I did laugh. I'm not going to lie. I, I laughed that their ship was named something like... Buddy McBoatface. Yeah. Bo- yeah. Booty McBoatface. It's because, or... it's because some country had uh, an internet contest to name a ship, like a Navy ship or something, and Buddy McBoatface. What? <laughs> That's what the reference is. There's a real life boat named Buddy McBoatface. Was it Buddy McBoatface in the game? I think so. Please hold. I'm I'm I have the trailer up. I'm going to tell you what it was because I thought it was Booty. It might be. It is Booty McBootface. Booty McBootface. Is what it was named in this trailer. That's okay. So a riff on what you were telling riff us, John. Booty McBootface. I laughed at that. I'm not going to lie. They they appealed to my I, I tried a little bit bar of humor. I never liked Sea of Thieves. It was always really boring to me. It was just a a lot of work for nothing. Uh, in my opinion, I mean, you know, you don't, it's not for nothing. You get to dress up your doll. Yeah, You get to dress up your doll. That's it. You get, you get to put clothes on, you get to put skins on, you get to slap stuff on your boat. You never gain any new good weapons. You never get any cool power ups. It's just nothing. Uh, <laughs> it's, just... it's true. All of that is true. And I loved Sea of Thieves for a long time. Um, but all of what he said is true. There's not really a reason to keep playing Sea of Thieves. And this announcement is, doesn't change that. No, I'm not. I'm not going back all of a sudden because now I can be a pirate captain. Uh, the next game. The next one was called Ravenlock, and this looked like something that I would like. Uh, kind of a fairy. It almost looks like a Alice in Wonderland style adventure fairy tale like a, game. And it looked like a roguelike to me. The way it looked like every room you went into, you were fighting a boss and then making a decision to go left or right. So I agree. It looked like a third-person action-adventure Alice in Wonderland roguelike. It looked really cool. Uh, it looks like something I'd be into, too. It kind of reminded me of, like, Alice, uh, like you were saying. Um, but honestly, like, some of the footage, I don't know, man. They probably should have waited on it. it looked, compared to everything else we saw today, uh, the graphics didn't look that great. Um, and the, like, movement and gameplay looked clunky. Uh, yeah. I, I just feel like they didn't bring their A-game. Fair. I don't Fair. even think that this type of game should be... I don't think the Ravenlock should be on this marquee. With the other titles it's up against, the other type of games it's up against, this is what I was talking about in the very beginning when I said, I think the hour and a half is a good format, but maybe just some of the titles were the wrong ones to show. Uh, you can like Ravenlock as much as you want. You can play it as much as you want, but I wouldn't have put this one on the marquee. Uh, this is not a main dish that I would have advertised. That's fair. I will say to your point, this is the type, there's a lot of games like this that get dropped on Game Pass every month mm. um, that are surprises where I'm like, I've never heard of this game. What is it? And I look, I'm like, oh, that looks kind of fun. Um, but, you know, I wouldn't expect it to be in a big show like this, like you're saying. So I, I do understand, like maybe it has a, a whoa, 
I just bumped my desk really hard. Um, there may be a little bit less fanfare associated with this one, and I think that that's fair. No. Um, the next the next one we saw was Cocoon. Uh, I thought from... Cocoon looked awesome. Well, this is from the it said from the lead gameplay designer of Inside and Limbo, which are you know story based, quiet, very self contained games that take a few hours to beat. So in the vein of the, those are very well-respected um, games. So the fact that it's that lead designer in, in a new game, uh, it looked very story-based, exploration-based. Like, you're not going to get much dialogue out of this or anything, but you're going to be learning new things as the story goes. And I like these kinds of games a lot. What Cocoon looked like it played like to me was a pinball game where you drag the pinballs where they need to be. It looks like a top-down pinball game. Uh, and it looks really colorful and beautiful. The different balls, you know, you know they, they do different things. They affect puzzles in different ways. And you're going through different worlds and flying around these different 2D environments where you're dragging the ball to the place to get the most points. Um, I don't play, know uh, if I would say that I love pinball, but I definitely love pinball. Did you play Cre <laughs> uh, Creature in the Well? Yes, yeah, I did play right. Creature in the Well. Yeah, that game was just, it was a really cool take on pinball. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, the next game they showed was Wolong Fallen Dynasty, uh, which was a Koei Tecmo game. When they first showed the trailer for this, my first thought was, is this a Anamusha revival? That was yeah. literally my first thought. That's kind of what it looked like. I was like, God, oh, that's a Capcom game. Um, but, you know, it, uh, it was, I think believe this was a mostly CG trailer. I don't, was there gameplay yeah, in this trailer? No, there was no gameplay, but it's a Koei Tecmo dragon killing game. Um, and if it's cooperative, I will play it. And if it isn't, then I will not. It looked to me like zombies, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, regardless, I think this was a cool looking CG trailer. But yeah, you know, from Team Ninja. So think Ninja Gaiden, you know, but with Chinese, you know, Three Kingdoms dynasty type stuff i don't know it looked so that sounds fun to me i wish i could have seen what this is really gonna play like yeah it got my interest but i know nothing about it so i have no basis to cinematic trailers are the worst yes the next game had no cinematic trailer had no gameplay had no title had no nothing this was huge in the sense that it was hideo kojima uh video game just absolute legend the guy behind the metal gear solid games um who left konami and created his own company their last game was death stranding which is a pc and playstation exclusive um so the fact that he is teaming up with xbox on the next project is a really big deal for microsoft and for xbox owners to have um, Hideo Kojima project. Now, if this will be exclusive to Xbox, I don't know. I don't think that was very clear, but it, but it seems like, you know, he's closely partnering with Microsoft on this, which to me makes me think maybe Microsoft is helping fund it, which in that sense would make me think that it would be exclusive. It sounded to, exactly like that. Yeah. I to agree. Xbox. So, um, we'll see, which he likes to use a lot of technology, Hideo Kojima. So, I mean, it could be that this uses some sort of cloud technology or something that Xbox is the one, you know, Microsoft really has the goods. So, um, he did mention, yeah. So he mentioned, Kojima mentioned that something about the cloud, 
uh, was big to him. Uh, he said that this was a game that he's wanted to make for a long, long time, but like now finally can. And he did mention the cloud for some, the Xbox cloud for some reason. So, do you guys think we're gonna get to play a game on Xbox where we carry uh, a fetus for like three weeks and we walk it from here to over there? You know, I kind of thought when he showed up that they were going to announce that Death Stranding would come to Xbox as well. Um, But I do think that Sony helped to finance that game. So in the same respect as this, um, we might not see that one on Xbox. So we're going to get our own Death Stranding. Hooray. Yep. Uh, I think Hideo Kojima is a huge name that is obviously, painfully obviously past his prime. And no one is accepting that except for me. <laughs> oh, I would I would beg to differ. I mean, Death Stranding had a lot of fans, and, and that game was very unique. A lot of people did not like get that game, but that game had its fans, and boy, is it stylish as all get out. So um, I will reserve judgment till we see more. I never played it, so I can't pass judgment on it. It looked weird, but I think not the people bad. The people who liked it were Hideo Kojima fans, and if Metal Gear... Uh, the series didn't exist. Hideo Kojima would be nobody, and Death Stranding would have been stupid without him having the catalog he already did. The next announcement was the biggest announcement of the show for me personally. Uh, this was the announcement that they're Microsoft is teaming with Atlas, and we're getting Persona Five Royal, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Three Portable coming to. Game Pass, uh, all three within the next year. The first is going to be Persona 5 in October, which I just finished. So Persona 5 came out in twenty either 16 or 17. I played through the game then. Then they released Royal, which had more content. I finally purchased Royal like six months ago and played it just recently and put another like 120 hours into it to beat it. And now it's coming out on Xbox. I'm already debating if I'm going to play it again when it comes out in October. Um, I love Persona 5. Um, One of the best Japanese RPGs I think that exists. Um, All takes place in Japan where you play a high school student and do... You know, there's dungeons and a huge story, but you also, in between that, you decide what to do with your day, whether you go to class or hang out with your friends. Who do you spend time with? You know, establish your relationships. I love this game. (laughs) Can't get enough. Um, And I haven't played Persona 4 Golden or Persona 3 Portable, so I'm really excited to be able to dig into other games in the franchise in the next year. So I I knew that this would not be up Gary's alley, but this is... I'm so excited for this. You have I no might idea. check it out. I like JP- JRPGs sometimes, and the whole like balancing real life with like this other thing is kind of cool. Uh, I was sounds surprised. like a dating simulator game on a phone app. No, no, no. It's so much more than that. Now there are date you can date in the game, but it's so much more than that. And this is one of the most stylish. Not even most stylish Japanese RPGs. One of the most stylish video games that I've ever played. Uh, it's so great. So great. So yeah, I'm all about Persona, but um, you know, it's, that announcement was obviously catered to me, especially since I just finished a recent replay. Yeah. No, I'll probably check it And then the last one is the big one, which is Starfield, um, where we got to see a lot of gameplay here. We got to see... Some story gameplay, you know, on a planet. Um, we got to see one of the big cities. Um, we got to see c- character customization. We got to see f- 
space flight and space combat here. Uh, so I just want to know, what did y'all think of Starfield? Are, are y'all excited? Was this worthy of being the main event of the show? What are, what are y'all thinking? I was actually, um, I was, what I was looking for, I think was Elder Scrolls in space. And what I saw was Fallout in space. And I know how similar Elder Scrolls and Fallout are, but Starfield looked really empty to me. Um, and while there were a few populated cities, it looked like a lot of empty fields leading to empty buildings with empty rooms before you would come across a handful of bad guys. Um, which means that it's going to be just as empty on the way back out. I think that maybe they... This is a hot take, right? The games, and I haven't played it. Maybe they spent too much time on the planets and the vehicles and your ability to access in between them quickly enough. And because of that, they didn't put enough combatant NPCs on the ground. Uh, it just looks like wide open fields to me. Yeah. So the beginning, I felt I actually felt similar. Because, uh, you know, this is one I've been excited for. I'm a huge Bethesda fan, huge Elder Scrolls and Fallout fan. I love all of them. Uh, I've loved every installment. This looked pretty empty. Um, I, I wasn't sure how to feel about it. It kind of reminded me of No Man's Sky, which I did not like. Uh, it was empty and boring and weird, and I, I just didn't have fun with it. It was just another survival game. Uh, but eventually it got to the point where, like, they started showing the big cities. Uh, you know, like, they had a city that looked like cyberpunk, like what cyberpunk should have looked like. Uh, you can explore... 1,000 planets in 100 systems, which is pretty cool. Uh, but a okay, lot of... but if you can explore 1,000 planets, how many of the buildings can you go into on the cyberpunk planet? I'm not sure. Uh, I feel like, I mean, at least some of them. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, is they're going to do the same old trick, right? Where yeah. they have 800 buildings and you go in four or five, just like GTA's always done. Uh, I just feel like they're going to pull those kind of tricks on us. Well, I mean, uh, so the Thousand Planet, a lot of people are speculating, and it makes sense that uh, there's so many, a lot of them are going to be boring. And that, I, I agree. Um, the things that I feel save this for me, the things that, like, where I was like, oh, wow, no, I'm super excited to play this. First off, like, the combat looked pretty fun. Uh, you no. Could, you could jetpack around. <laughs> it looked like... I didn't want to... I was going to talk about it later, but I noticed a lot of the combat was just... you the main person playing the game just ran straight at the bad guy. Yeah. They just ran straight at them and shot. And there were times when they were like, they would stop in the middle of a staircase and turn and shoot at bad guys. They weren't needing to take cover. There was nothing innovative about the gameplay, about the combat. It really did to me seem like the combat hasn't made progress since New Vegas. It looked a lot like uh, Fallout combat for sure. Uh, it was cool that you can jetpack. Um, I enjoyed... Uh, it looked like there's going to be a lot of story, a lot of uh, dialogue and stuff, a lot of factions. So I was excited for that. The You can also, pretty much anywhere you feel like it, it seemed to state, uh, on any planet, anywhere, you can just start a colony. Um, and so you can, and the building uh, was good. Because, like, I don't like when you're in, like, first-person mode and you have to, like, oh, I put the ceiling here, blah, blah, blah. It was, like, drag-and-drop, like, city-builder-ease kind of. Good. You could set up. And also, beyond that, so here's the cool part. You could set up your outpost. You can make it as small or as big as you want. You can also get NPCs that you meet and hire them to work jobs there. 
to like gain resources for you and keep things going when you're not there. And it also leads me to believe that, you know, those people can become quest givers, blah, blah, blah. So you can kind of make your own towns and populate these planets yourself to a point. Um, and then to the, 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 like top it all off, you can build your own ships and there's ship combat, which I was not expecting at all. Um, and also, I, the, also wasn't, and I thought it looked cool. It looked good. The, the ice combat. It looked good. A little disorienting to watch in that way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm definitely way higher on it than Gary is. I thought uh, it looked, I mean, it's space exploration, right? So I don't expect every planet that I go to, to be densely populated with people. And, and especially if you're, you know, doing some exploration. So that didn't bother me. And also to me, it was, they noted, you know, this was early in the game and it even showed that some of those, uh, the adversaries they were fighting were level one or level two villains. So I would imagine it'll get, you know, yeah, of course you're making some assumptions, but I would assume it will get more intense as the game goes on. I did like the fact that it looked a little bit more traditional first person shooter in the combat in that way that like there's no vats system here from fallout. Yeah. And, you know, obviously when, when I would play elder scrolls, I mostly would use, um, archery, but a lot of people do, you know, hand to hand. So it's just a different form of combat. So I'm interested to see how that does get expanded on. Um, I thought the, the big cities though did look great. Um, but I will say to your point is when they said, you know, at first they showed, here's this planet and then here's this planet within this galaxy. And then I thought, oh, so this galaxy is going to be the open world with these planets. Like that seems pretty, you know, doable. And then it expanded and it said over a thousand planets. And my thought was, okay, well I'll go, that's, you know, about 950 planets that I probably won't go through to yeah. in, in my playthrough. Um, because I know myself and I'll, I'll play the story and I'll do side quests and probably do what I need to, to get achievements and such. But I don't know if I'm just going to fly to a random planet in the distance just to do it maybe once or twice, but I'm not going to do it a thousand times. One of the things... What if there's an achievement for flying to all 1000 planets, Drew? Oh boy. That might, you know, every now and then you see an achievement <laughs> that you just from the get go have to say, all right, I'm not going to get every single one in this game. And that... That would be one of them. I don't know if I could do it. That's a lot. Yeah, Unless no. you can really get there fast, and some of them are small, maybe with not much to it. I don't. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, uh, a couple of the other things that I really liked about it. So the the talent trees looked clean. I liked them. I liked the iconography because you know Fallout has its stylization. Uh, Skyrim, you know, used the astrology. And, you know, they all, they're always different. This one, I don't know. It ha I liked the symbology, uh, the, the symbols and the, uh, the iconography in the it, small, small thing that I like. But the thing I also noticed is that there appeared to be ancient alien civilizations to explore as well. That was exciting. Uh, I don't know. I am actually way more excited for this than I was initially, for sure. I was gonna play it when they announced it, and I was gonna play it now. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna play it. De like, 100%. I'm gonna play day one. I'm probably gonna, like, get sweat stuck to my friggin' game chair. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna fat it up. I'm just gonna go no shirt, mm -hmm. underwear, get all sweaty, and stick my to man. my couch. That's what I'm doing for this game. I love that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get, like, a permanent Cheeto stain on my skin on my chest. It's going to be fun. I love that more than I rate love Carly Ray Jepsen. Might and take a day off I, from work. 
We love I, You know, I might do the same, Jahan. I'm not going to lie. Might take a personal day that day. Yeah. Um, well, perfect. I think that's really everything. The only other thing is they did show a big graphic of, you know, everything coming to Xbox and PC over the next year. And some of the games that were shown there were not necessarily shown during the show or maybe were recently shown during PlayStation's conference. Um, that we knew would come to Xbox also, like Resident Evil 4 Remake. Um, gosh, what else was on there? Callisto Protocol. Yeah, Callisto Protocol. That was yeah. another another big one. I'm excited for um, that one. Dead Space Remake. Yeah, so there's so there's some things that we knew um, real quick. were coming that were added on here. But... Yeah, real quick, the like, ones that are confirmed Game Pass that they didn't talk about uh, during the stream, just the graphics. Dark Tide, me and Gary are going to be playing the crap out of that soon. Um, also there was, what was the other one I was really excited for not having to pay for, um, atomic heart, atomic heart. Yes. Atomic heart. I am so, so atomic heart. Speaking of fallout, it looks like fallout. It's like a uh, nuclear apocalypse. I think you're in Russia, uh, or like Russia invaded America or something. There's Russian going on. Uh, and like, it looks nuts. It looks like the graphics are clean. The enemies are scary. It looks fun. So I'm really excited for those two. I think that's Gary, all. any any other final notes? No, sir. That's all from me. Um, I saw the games, and I'm going to play the games. I will just note today, um, I know this has been mostly about the Xbox Bethesda show, but another big video game thing that happened today, actually, was PlayStation Plus launched their new uh, PlayStation Plus service. So, you know, they have their basic... PlayStation Plus is $60 per year, and now you can add on to that to get different tiers um, where they've basically done their own Game Pass competitor. Um, it is not nearly as, uh, let's see, consumer-friendly, I guess, as Game Pass is. We're not getting all the PlayStation exclusives day one on release or anything like that in the future as part of this, but there are a lot of games that were added to this that are, you know, Spy Marvel Spider-Man and the Miles Morales game and a lot of PS5 games and you can now stream old PS3 games there's some PS1 classics as part of this but there's you know hundreds of games that have been part of this service so it's just worth noting My that they it's the closest thing they've had to a true Game Pass competitor yet yeah Xbox is still Xbox Game Pass is still definitely the best value in gaming. But my question is can you run the PlayStation subscription notice or uh subscription thing uh, on your PC? <laughs> I don't believe No way. Damn. So cause you could. I would buy it. I would buy it and like use my computer as a PC but or as a PlayStation play. That's I a good not. question. Don't take my word for it. I'd look into it because I know that they do have some of their PlayStation exclusives have now come to PC, but I don't know if that game is on the PlayStation Plus service if you can access the PC version as well. Um, I'll check it out. Yeah, I don't know. Good Uh, question. (laughs) uh, But yeah, Xbox Game Pass is still the best value in gaming for sure. Certified fresh out the box. Uh, I guess that's it for the Xbox Bethesda Games Showcase. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We've been fresh out the podcast, and I've been Jahananon at RockFact on Twitter. It's me, Casualty CDG. Thank you for joining us, and we will catch you Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays, and then every Sunday with Fresh Out the Podcast.
I'm Drew Munhausen at Drew Munhausen on Twitter. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode. If you need some more podcasting content, we just had a great episode on Jurassic World Dominion uh, in our where we talked about how absolutely befuddled we were about the (laughs) giant locusts in that film and uh upcoming uh next this upcoming sunday uh will be our 50th 5-0 50th episode of fresh out the podcast will drop that day so plenty of podcasting content for your ears Absolutely. Everybody out there, uh, hit us up on Twitter uh, with what you're most excited for from the Xbox Bethesda Showcase. We'd love to interact with you. Uh, and But in the meantime, stay fresh.